Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Calling all Nerdy Show listeners, we need your help. You voted for us in the Audioverse semifinals. And thanks to you, the Orphans, Nerdcasting the Multiverse, Dungeons and Doritos, and Liberty are all in the running for the final big vote. We can take home a whole slew of awards and audio drama excellence if you'll join us again to fight in the name of the Nerdy Show Network's awesomeness. Don't delay. The voting closes on December 9th. Head to nerdyshow.com slash audioverse2017 for the list of nominations and all the info you need to get voting. Hey there, listeners. This is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rogue from Flame On right here on the Nerdy Show Network. If you're looking for some sweet, nerdy queer in your ear, then head over to nerdyshow.com slash flame on and check us out. We cover everything from TV to movies, comics to drag queens, and so much more. For a gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, get ready to flame on. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. And this is a Nerdy Show microsode, where we're going to talk about what you want us to talk about for 15 minutes or more. In this case, we're going to talk about Firefly. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Trench. I'm Boar. And I'm John. And this request comes to us from Tolan, who said, Because you can't stop the signal, but you can pass it on. And this Firefly Microsode comes to us on a very important anniversary, the 15th anniversary of the birth and death of Firefly. December 20th was the last episode that was aired, December 20th, 2002, and it started in September 20th of that same year. There were a few episodes that did end up airing in 2003, you know, after Fox had royally screwed its schedule. But uh, today we're going to be talking about our love for the show and the things that came out since, like the film Serenity, the comic books, and uh, the brown coat fandom in general, or at least as much of it as we can cram into this 15-minute bite-sized episode. What is Firefly, you may be asking? I am asking. What is Firefly? <laughs> Someone's got to explain to me what Firefly is, because as it's been a running gag on this show, everyone on Nerdy Show is terrible at explaining the plots of television shows. Well, and also what people should understand is that somehow you, Doug no joke, have never exactly seen Firefly. Yeah, no. A couple years back, when there was outrage that I hadn't seen any of it, and I had nothing against... I've, it's not like I've been avoiding the show. I just never... I didn't see it when it was on TV. And then when it was all on DVDs and stuff, I didn't know anybody who owned it. And then when it finally was on... I guess it's on Netflix now. And uh, it's like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you should totally, you would totally like this. And I go, okay. So I started watching the pilot, and about 20, 30 minutes in, I was just like... All right, I got other stuff I got to do. I'm going to have to come back to this later, and I never really? picked it up again. You dropped it that fast. 
I didn't just did I just, say I'm never going back and I'm never watching it again? No, I just said yeah. 20, but you get all these in. like recommendations. Everybody's like, oh, this is the best thing ever, and you're like, oh, well, it didn't thoroughly impress me in the first ten minutes, so I'm gonna turn it off. Mm, what can, what sounds, can I tell you? This sounds like Doug and Star Trek all over again. What about Star Trek? Deep Space Nine specifically. Oh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it was. It's it was similar to Deep Space Nine. Like it was introducing a large ensemble of characters really quickly i didn't understand how the world worked i mean i uh, granted there's yeah. like nine of them there's nine characters that's and a lot of people they don't even all come in like right away yeah the last thing i remember is they were all in the spaceport and we stopped following the people that i'd been following for the whole episode then we start following other people and i'm like all right it's gonna be like this then i'm gonna have to pay way more attention when i have when i have it like i i can't, I can't do it now like i gotta i gotta do something else and in the meantime since then i was able to complete all of the next generation <laughs> and i haven't gone back and again not i'm not like avoiding it it's not like oh this show this was dumb and overrated i'm not watching it again it was just a matter of like no just timing didn't work out i just didn't get to finish it you know i don't have time for this 14 episodes of bullshit i'm gonna go watch star trek the next generation in its entirety that's not a, an excuse doug the only one I got. Time. <laughs> <laughs> only one I got. At least Star Trek. I, going into Star Trek, I at least knew the universe and basically what everybody was and how everything worked. But again, it's, I'm not saying the show was like bad or that the pilot was weak. It's just that that's how far I got. You ask how much I know. That's how much I know. And then, oh, I, I guess another, in addition to that, I did see Serenity. So I saw Whoa. that separately. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So, so you've seen the movie. Well, I guess we don't yeah. have to worry about spoilers but, now. Yeah. Serenity was cool. I liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like oh did you watch the show i'm like there's a show called serenity and they're like no oh, it's God, firefly don't. and i'm like what the fuck and i was like oh that show the show everyone's been telling me to watch well i don't have to now i've seen the end i already know how everything ends you're making me want to rip my beard out right now don't <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> tell me i gotta see more of it i what i'm a guy I, I saw the movie fuck me i saw a good movie like, like well, i mean that's that's awesome that you could see the movie standalone a la carte like that and you enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. That's how the movie was designed to be from what I understand. Yeah, they actually did have to retool it so it wasn't just like completely dependent on having watched the entire series. Yeah, and it and it worked. It was great. That's awesome. They also kind of changed some stuff. Oh, yeah, such as? Oh, man. Off the top of my head, um, they changed the whole Simon and River escape a bit. Simon broke into the place and like took her out physically. Yeah, in the movie, he he's involved in the thing. In the show, he references he paid people a lot of money to do it. Right. Basically, in the show, he, she was smuggled out. That's why she was frozen in a container. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But in the in the movie, he like action star like went in there and like fucking stunned people and he had a had a crane come in through the skylight to pull him out. <laughs> Yeah, the skylight that had like just crap loads of lasers and What's the consensus on the movie as fans of the show? I don't think anybody dislikes it that I've ever talked to. Like everybody pretty much understands why they did what they did. I really enjoyed Serenity. I th I thought that the, you know, like having major casualties was ballsy and good and well handled. The other thing that they did differently was the Blue Sun Corporation or whoever was after River. I think they changed it over to just being like the Alliance. But the Hands of Blue guys, the, the blue-handed agents, got yeah. switched out with that assassin character. Oh. I think that story, like, there's a story there of what actually happened, and it's a comic book. Yeah, it is. I, and I've, I've read it. It was from the first Serenity series that they had, which sort of dealt with the... And I haven't read that one. I read the second one. That's... Did that come out before the movie or after? 
I think it came out, it might have come out just before, just after, I don't recall, but we can solve this pretty quickly with the internet. See, much like Doctor Who, this is why I probably haven't seen the show, because every time I bring, I bring up that I haven't seen it, the brown-coated fans are all just like, <laughs> how could you not have seen it? You're going to love it, and then you'll be like one of us. And I go, oh, okay, it's another one of these scenarios. I'm gonna well, have to- Doug, you're a nerd, and it's been 15 fucking years to watch, like, 14 episodes, so... You know, that's why people get her like, what oh, you the going to revoke my nerd card because I didn't watch one show that was on for one season. Fox Did I say anything about a nerd card? I'm just saying you're you're a nerd. You like sci fi. You haven't watched one of the most iconic series that was out in the in the past 20 years. And at this point, you could have watched one episode every two years and still finished. <laughs> <laughs> the original serenity comic those left behind actually came out the same year as the film and was i mean and i knew it was specifically connective tissue to bridge the two and it was timed as such i just couldn't remember gotcha i probably haven't watched the series since 2005 i've watched it like two or three times since it was on the air uh, when i was deployed i, think I watch it at least once a year maybe so all, all kidding aside for someone like me who isn't really really not familiar with the show i mean i saw the movie and the movie was really cool but even if, assuming you haven't seen the movie, what would you tell someone like me who really doesn't know anything about what the show is about other than it's it's a it's a cult favorite among sci-fi fans? What makes it different from something like Star Trek? Oh, God. what What's going to be the shortcut here? Because there's always a shortcut to explaining things to Doug. Like last time we had to say it was Douglas Adams that was behind it, right? For it, Dirk Gently. It's a sci-fi what, western. Shortcut, it's, a, it's a sci-fi western with an ensemble cast. It's everything that's never in Star Trek. It's frontier stuff. It's dirty there's scoundrels, outlaws. It's like, and I'm it's, assuming it's funny. You know, it's a lot more like Star Wars. If Star Wars was only about Han Solo, did you like Cowboy Bebop? Yeah, that was cool. It's kind of in a similar way, kind of like that. They're except for they're outlaws instead of bounty hunters. A close knit crew that wind up playing off of each other and evolving over time. All right, sounds fair. See, your description of Dirk Gently was, "Do you like British people?" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I, I hate Doctor Who, so no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. That's at least a fair um, a fairer assessment, I would guess. Is it so? It's called Firefly. It's the, is it named after? I forget. Is it's question. called Firefly because the ship, which is named Serenity, is a Firefly class cargo hauler transport. Okay, so that's the class of ship, not the name of the ship. Yeah. Correct. You're correct. Okay. Okay. Depending on which thing you're talking about. <laughs> so we're talking about Firefly. The Firefly show is named after okay. the class of ship. Then yes, the ship itself is called the Serenity. Yep, you got it. Are there other Firefly ships that make an appearance on the show? Uh, no. I think in the movie there's one that's close but is not a Firefly. I think it's designed similarly. Much like the Millennium Falcon, it's, it's not a design that's really in it's favor. It's a junk heap that's like flying and it shouldn't be, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, that okay. one. There's an episode of the show where... What are you calling a piece of what, junk? <laughs> when he flies... When it's a flashback to when he's bought the thing. Uh-huh. And it, Zoe's like, really, sir? <laughs> really? <laughs> this heap? Not dissimilar to when the Ghostbusters get their car. Gotcha. There, you're, you're, you're appealing directly to Doug. Good. Good tactic, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only 4,800. Uh, shocks, uh, brakes, uh, you know. Brake pads, brake Transmission. <laughs> yeah, and from what I gathered from the movie, there's like corporations and government conspiracies and shit. Like there's high-level shit. 
well, let's say it's it's like a hybrid of the American Civil War. It's basically the the colony ships that left Earth did so kind of like independently. There wasn't like you know a central kind of like not like NASA saying we're going out and doing this. Yeah, it was joint efforts between multiple countries, but they didn't like establish a government gotcha. governmental body between all of them going in. So they all get there, and then a government is formed, and then the government decides, well, you know, we want to be in charge of all of this section of space that we are now in. All of the people who colonized and mm. traveled here, we want to be in charge of it all. And the people that were on the fringes said, well, we want to be left alone. And that didn't work. What was it Mal said once? Something like uh, the right to be ignored equally or something? Was uh, describing how, you know, the government's all good and well until they don't help you when you have, like, a plague or any of the other shit. I think he said something like ignored or meddled with equally or yeah. something. And the interesting thing is it's supposed to be all one solar system that they terraformed all the planets in. So there's just, like, a ton of planets in this solar system. And for yeah, some they're, reason, they're, they're all They're all, all planets and moons, yeah. It so, took me a long damn time to actually get that in my head that that was what was going on there. <laughs> That it was actually so. Most of the show is just takes place in one solar system. Mm -hmm. Yes, the, huh. well, the entire show takes place in one solar system. Earth is, I believe, in just in a different solar system, and everybody like migrated out of it. It's actually in the movie where they reference this, but it's basically like the population of Earth used up all the resources of, on Earth. Okay. So overpopulation and whatnot was what drove the necessity for to colonizing leave, yeah. a new solar system. Is there other solar systems that are just as full as this? Or is this basically, is, there's, there's Earth and our solar system and then the thing we see in I think it was like they figured out that this other solar system had a lot of viable candidates for terraforming and then they made one giant push. Yeah. Not all at the same time necessarily, but there was a consensus that this was their only shot. But to be fair, I feel like they baked all that in after the fact. Well, they didn't really get the time in the show to go into all that. Yeah, they had to kind of throw all the information at us at once in the movie. This is actually all news to me. I didn't pick up on it all being in one solar system in the least. I just assume, you know, like Star Wars, space show. You fly from someplace to someplace else. They're still in the same galaxy, not the same solar system. That's tiny. Solar systems, solar systems are, are tiny. not tiny. <laughs> solar systems can vary heavily. And in addition to that, you can actually have a neighboring star system with all of its own orbiting planets really close by. Yeah, and I don't know that there's any, like, official maps or artwork or, like, you know, this is kind of the lay of the land or, you there's know. There's a the... Firefly role-playing game might have some of that stuff. It might. I've never, I've always wanted to check that out, and I think we actually have a request to do that as a one-shot at some point, but. Oh, if there's ever a chance of actually doing a Firefly role-playing show for a nerdy show, I want to be on it, and I'm going to not watch any of the show. <laughs> so I just show up as like a stranger. I'll be like, I'll be like Finn from The Force Awakens, where I'm just like the surrogate audience who just suddenly is in here, and I'm like, what am I doing? Where are we going? I don't know what's going on. Like, it's gonna be, like you know, or you could be someone who you and thaw me from the past. Like I'm in a block of ice. And, there's and been then talks the first of... encounter with Reavers, we throw him under the bus. <laughs> yep. What, whatever's left of him. What's point. a Reaver? That sounds like raving. <laughs> Ravers were popular in my day, Nate. God. Okay, folks, I've pulled up a map. It's pretty dang fascinating. We're looking at a system of five separate stars, and they they appear to all be their own solar systems, but they're all neighboring solar systems. It's like a nebula? Yeah, that's what I was saying about how you can actually have star systems that are really, really close nearby. So, you know, you could actually travel to them. It'd just be a while. Where does that come from, the image? I don't know, but it appears to have copyright data on it, so I assume it's an actual... Uh -huh. Oh, it could have been out of the book. They had a couple of books that would would have explained stuff like that. Yes, yeah, that's. I've never checked out the role playing game, and I've never, 
I haven't checked out the initial series of comics that was the bridge between the show and the movie. And there's a couple of like anthology books that are kind of like the story of Shepard Book before he was Shepard Book. That's that a standalone I've, graphic novel. It's I, real good. That I've never checked out. What I have read is the stuff that's the post-movie comics. So so it's a cluster of, of solar systems, a close cluster of them. Yeah, it has a three and a quarter view and it also has an overhead view to show it like a record. So at the center is a large white sun and these solar systems are in orbit of this kind of core system. So there's two yellow sun systems, a red sun system, and a blue sun system. So it's not correct to say that it's all one solar system, but they they are a a local cluster. Is perhaps is that a is that an accurate term for that? I know it's a term, but is it an accurate term? I think a local cluster is a group of galaxies, isn't it, John? So there's binary stars where there's two stars, and then if you have any more than that, it's a multiple star system. It's not binary if there's three. Well, no, because at that point it's just like three or more, ah. right? They're all next to each other. You actually start just labeling them A, B, C, D, etc. for every star that's really close to one another. And each one of them can have individual orbiting bodies around it with individual moons orbiting that. Okay. We'll link to this image on this episode's page. And it is quite fascinating. You'll see all the landmarks and how many of the locations that they've been to at different points in time um, have all been or, or referred to are all from these very separate solar systems that are, are near one another. And I guess that's why there were those episodes where they were like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, they right? do really make it seem like it's one solar system, too, just because they're like, oh, well, there's the core planets that are at the inside. And then there's the outer planets. And those are the more wild ones. And then way out at the edge is Reaver space. It does make navigating really, really interesting because then you because to, to navigate to any kind of planet within this space would involve navigating the orbit of these other planets from other solar systems on other orbits so it's like a threefold hazard and not to mention the z-axis in general the idea of, of a whole show taking place in a multi-star system is kind of cool here's what i should have done in general is not consult the image but just go to the uh, firefly wiki where it says the star system is a star cluster of the likes of the triple star system alpha centauri it consists of five main sequence stars around which orbit an assortment of seven protostars, seven gas giants, three separate asteroid belts, 75 planets, and 149 moons. Four of the main sequence stars orbit a central star. Yeah, there would probably be a few planets in a habitable zone there. Some of them haven't turned out as well as others, but I think it's Zoe that says something about, you know, all these different planets that have all been terraformed and some of them got it right, some of them didn't. Yeah. They had their quirks or something like that. It was something like to that effect or nuances. So what did happen? Why was the show unceremoniously like uh, shelved? Like what was it's a combination of what scheduling or the, the Fox execs just didn't like it? Well, if I remember correctly, it was on Fox on Friday. That uh, sounds right. When, when its original schedule was and Friday was sort of a death slot back then. It had evolved and, into a death spot. It used to be like, you know, the number one spot on television back in the days of Miami Vice, but not the same thing at the turn of the 21st century. And uh, Whedon had designed the show to run for at least seven years. But what they did was they aired the episodes out of order because of, I don't know, executive jitters. And uh, then because it was at a bad slot, out of order, so there was no connective tissue for getting involved with the characters, no surprise. It had low ratings, and they only aired 11 out of the 14 episodes in its original run during the fall of 2002. Damn. Man, I got to get my portal gun and go over to P3X9 where that actually, you know, happened seven years. Yeah, seven seasons would have been so amazing. Uh, We've so far gotten the TV show. 
the movie, a couple different comics, and it's never materialized, but there's been talks of an MMO for at least the last 10 years. And, oh, that's and, been canceled a couple of times. As well as the actual pen and paper role-playing game. And uh, it should be noted, it's actually, at this point, five separate graphic novels. What's interesting about it is there's been, for years now, Buffy and Angel, official continuations, labeled as seasons, released and planned as such, continuing those shows. All very well received, all with a devoted fan following. What's weird is that they've never had an ongoing title. With Serenity, they're all standalone story arcs about six issues apiece and never done with any kind of regularity. Like, you can't say... Oh, it, you know, we're going to have one six issue Firefly story a year. That's not how it works. It's weird to me that with seven years, you know, kind of roughly planned out, they've never done any kind of regular thing, but it makes it, it actually keeps it, it keeps it special, but it also kind of at the same time makes it so Firefly, huge fan following has never been given enough to feel like it was still living, really. And that makes me wonder, like, how much of that control over that is still with Fox? At this point, virtually none. They don't mm-hmm. care. You know, like they're licensing it to Dark Horse and Dark Horse is making a ton of money off it. So <laughs> that whole deal just makes me wonder what's the what's the difference behind like the business creative whatnot control issues and whatnot that's different between Buffy and Angel and Firefly. Or is it just that their audiences were larger and more vocal? Oh, uh, once again, I should have looked at Wikipedia. The uh, The last paragraph on the page about Firefly Comics is, despite requests from the fans, Joss Whedon has stated that Serenity is unlikely to be released as a regular publication series. He believes that the pacing and story arc structures he created for Firefly would work poorly as a regular series, which is weird because it was planned to work on television. And unlike the monthly issued Buffy Season 8, Serenity does not have a wealth of background material generated by seven seasons of television to draw from. However, Dark Horse senior editor uh, Scott Alley wants to produce a new miniseries on a more regular basis. Because there's been like as much as three years between the series. That was my next like train of thought was, you know, well, is it an issue with Joss Whedon and wanting to do it? And I guess so. And it's like if if he's citing like, well, there's not, you know, Buffy has has all these years of content. Well, like, dude, you got if you have enough material to fill a role playing book, you have enough material to give a competent writer and say, hey, man, create some more stuff. But, well, it is what it is. And it's still, it's all really good. And it's actually all quite manageable. Even Doug, who hasn't seen any of it, you could say, hey, man, you want to do all all of Firefly? Well, it's real easy. I've got all the comics. You got 14 episodes and a movie. This is like the lowest impact sci-fi you could ever get into. And it's one of the most beloved. Hmm. So, if that's not a selling point. I don't know what is. Wait, Alan Tudyk is in it? <laughs> Why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> God damn it. I knew there was going to be a shortcut. And that guy from Castle. The guy from Castle? Yeah, Castle. Wait, this is made by the same guy who made Dr. Horrible? <laughs> I'm looking my beard out, Doug. <laughs> captain Hammer is like actually a captain of a ship? Oh my gosh, binging tonight. <laughs> I just love that Nathan Fillion has always loved it so much that it's it's a reference he makes in almost all of his other works. There's an episode of Castle where he literally wears his outfit from the show as a Halloween costume. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm trying to I think there was a throwaway line in Destiny 2 for his character that was like a Firefly reference. Oh yeah, I mean and then there's also uh Halo ODST yeah, where you play as um orbital shock troopers. Oh, orbital drop shock troopers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and like the entire cast of Firefly what a game. I've heard really good things about it. It's weird because you don't play as a Master Chief. You play as just some random dude. Yeah, it's got uh, Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, and um, 
Adam Baldwin. Hey, I've got a Firefly joke for you. <laughs> oh, okay. How uh, how does a reaver clean its spear? I don't know, Bor. Now he runs it through the wash. Oh, God. Fuck. That's terrible. But all right. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm going to have to go watch watch the show. And then the next time I sit down with everyone, I'm just be like, oh, Doug, you finally watched Firefly. What do you think? I liked it better the first time when it was called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's not accurate. <laughs> Wouldn't stop me from it's a perfect trolling thing to use though. <laughs> so when you hear when you hear that sound, you'll know that Doug is trolling. <laughs> and when you hear him choking, you'll know that trench has reached over and he's dead. <laughs> like... I plead the fifth. Thank you so much for listening to this nerdy show microsode. Thank you to Tolan for requesting it. Before we go, we just want to let you know that uh this show and all the shows on the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener supported, and that's all thanks to you. If you want to join in, head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. Even a dollar makes a huge difference. And if you give even more than that, there's a ton of perks waiting for you. If you want to do something free and fun, well, go to iTunes or Podchaser and rate and review this series, Nerdy Show, or even this specific episode if you do Podchaser. And we will read your reviews on the show. We can join our Discord where you can tell us how wrong we were about something. Yeah, and correct all the mistakes we made. And if for some reason you've listened to all this and, and you haven't, much like Doug, you're, you haven't gotten on the Firefly train, or maybe you just haven't read some of the comic books, which are all awesome. You can pick up all of these things yep. through our affiliate link. At oh. nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Use our Amazon link. Buy these comic books. Buy the DVD or the Blu-ray. It's probably on Blu-ray now. It is most definitely on Blu-ray. Put some quality sci-fi in your life. And we're going to take you out with uh, one, of the, one of the crown jewels of the brown coat fan love that has come in the wake of, well, Firefly being gone and people filling that gap. It's the Brown Coats mixtape by Adam Warrock and Cahill. And this is a track called Firefly. And still it burns from the light of a firefly. So small when you consider it against the rest of the sky The underdog held together with tape and twine Scraped together living on the outer limits of life Just terraform planets, worlds from rock and granite Dirt and tumbleweeds blow, but nobody will panic Where it's so quick that friends turn to enemies I'm just trying to find my own dose of serenity This is our new rebel alliance 25-17, fight for your right for independence Free from metal corporate heads and just the chance to stretch imaginations wide nobody can tell us we make the music like they made the old west clans who stick together succeed despite the stress from trying to find a home amidst the wasteland we see but you can't take the sky from me it's like take my love and take my land take me to a place where i cannot stand yeah i don't care because i'm still free and you can't take the sky Please.
Westerns or the Fox Channel. Maybe you hated rap music, that's understandable. Maybe it opened your mind for all to see. And now the sky is the place where you long to be free. It's like, take my love and take my land. Take me to a place where I cannot stand. Yeah, I don't care, cause I'm still free. And you can't take the sky from me. It's like, take these words and take these beats. Take me to a place where the crowds fill the streets. Yeah, I don't care, cause I'm always gonna dream. And you can't take the sky from me. And it starts from a spark in the heart of a fan. And it moves to a fire across the woods in the land. And it lights up the night and you bathe in its warmth. And together we found each other and still we find more. This the beauty of loving the things you love. Started from a show when above found so many others Sisters and brothers from another mother Together we huddled and we spoke to each other in a code So now you know And I don't need no cold ram, critics and haters All I need is the crew of these sinners and players Cause adventures in the skies like the dreams in our minds And we hold the love close, feel it so deep inside And still it burns like the light of a firefly What started small spread wide over time And it filled up the night sky, it blew our minds and this light will never die No, never die Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby It's me, Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 